0: Alright everybody, welcome to the Green Mountain Sports Roundup I am Ernesto Sanchez I'm here with Marty Griffin and John Downing And we're going to give you the recap of our lives and sports this week So, uh, starting off Hello, uh, hello, hello Welcome starting gentlemen, how are we yeah. doing today?
1: Doing wonderful Good evening
0: Excellent. Heartbreaker for you, uh yet again. I'm sorry, Marty.
1: I'm on a vacation high still, so <laughs> you know, it was painful to watch yesterday.
0: <laughs> so um this is our first official episode. Sure. Uh when we uh when we drop this, I'm also gonna drop uh the last six episodes, including a uh MLB uh postseason preview and an NHL season preview as well. Uh but just for New listeners, will go ahead and uh, tell a little about ourselves. Marty, you yeah. want to kick us off?
1: Absolutely. Marty Griffin. I've uh, been living in the New England area for about 17 years now. Originally, I'm from Texas, so that makes me a Dallas Cowboys fan. A very heartbroken Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've been here, like I said, I've been up here for a long time, so I follow a lot of Red Sox Also, Boston Celtics, who I love, and a little bit of the Bruins. I'm not going to come across as much of a hockey expert. I I know a little, but I won't be talking about hockey a lot. So as you post those other episodes, you'll find that out very quickly. Um, But yeah, so you know, I think we share a lot of the same division, kind of like teams we hate. I think that's kind of what works with us right now. Uh, pass it over to Johnny right now. Let him introduce himself. All right. My name is John Downing.
2: Also, you can find me at GreenMTGrinder. <clears throat> we are coming to you from Vermont, if you can't tell. I grew up just outside of Boston. Grew up a Boston sports fan. Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics, Bruins. Um, big-time sports fan and excited to talk sports with you guys. And again, you can find me at GreenMTGrinder.
0: The Green Mountain Grinder here uh, forgot to mention that he's also a sports savant, a a walking encyclopedia and dictionary. And uh, Mr. Griffin also uh, forgot to mention that he is our... our uh, PGA expert as well. Ah, you know,
1: because the season's <laughs> over now. We talk. What about are you talking about? The season
0: on. just begun. We Come got, on, we got Tiger and Phil coming up. That's that's the event oh of the my century. god! It's
1: like wiping <laughs> doo-doo on already dirty dirty toilet paper. Who wants to see that? <laughs> oh.
0: Well, well, uh, I'm Ernesto Sanchez. Uh, you can find me at nasty Nesto, No Note a n s t y n e s t o. Um, I'm uh, from Pittsburgh, so I bleed black and gold, um, and am also a uh, casual Red Sox fan, as the Pirates don't give me much to cheer about uh, at all. They have not been competitive since I was um, three years old. Bobby Bovee is not walking through that. (laughs) Um, So we're going to definitely get to... um, To the Red Sox and the World Series uh, preview. Will we be creating a Twitter page for ourselves, for our listeners?
2: Yes. Oh, absolutely. The Green Green Mountain Sports Roundup.
0: Yeah, hopefully that's uh, not taken. We'll yeah, okay. get on that soon. Yeah, but, right. uh, well, we, we can
2: finagle ways. We're shooting fine, for right?
1: Instagram as well, as
2: well right. as Facebook. So that got a people, lot of things in the works. So. That way people can ask us questions, You know, ideas for the next week's show, if they have something they disagree with, something we said, want to call us out for it, right, whatnot. Right.
0: Well, we'll, we get uh, lot yeah. get a interaction with listeners. So. We're just waiting for the marketing department to get back to us with all, uh, all the accoutrement.
1: Just so you know, I've heard it all about the Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing you can say, <laughs> so when we do post and break this out, just leave it alone. Walk
0: away. <laughs> so we'll get to uh, World Series later, but let's talk real quick. Can um... we toot our own horn first?
2: MLB, MLB preview. We, we are so far 6-for-6 six six with our picks. and that We picked all the games before the wildcard round. And, and we correctly have picked the Red Sox versus the Dodgers. We did, and pick that. we have the Red Sox winning it as the World Series is supposed to, is scheduled to start tomorrow Tuesday night. Um, so, and,
1: and even called that it would be close between the Brewers and Dodgers to come out of that. There's, there's, we're almost split a little bit. Talking, we, we about we did really that. good as a unit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we, did, we, did, yeah. <laughs> we did. Oh man, although. Uh, to add on to that, I believe we owe uh, we owe dinner dinner yeah, dinner, yeah. for uh, for our at least it, MLB expert Liam and uh, and John. At least we went game
1: seven. You know, we we <laughs> we went toe to toe. We we went pull round.
0: See, I was really I was really pulling for Milwaukee because um, that could be the Pirates. You know, small market team, low budget, just maximizing on their window. Right. Um, Talk and, about a year for Yelich too. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. Well, since we're talking baseball, let's get right into it. Um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, ALCS.
2: I was blown away by that. I'm sure just about everybody was. I, I was looking through some of the local sportscasters who I... It drives me crazy, and I mentioned this time and again, but I'll mention it again. The show, the, the negativity just fills me up, and if they just spit it out consistently and they don't stop ever and once again today they were spitting negativity on the red sox and the it's World kind of series. like
0: being on a text thread with you during, it is and I, I
2: have to say i think that that's where where it comes from <laughs>
0: well,
2: i think that that's where it comes from i do i honestly do because it's what i listen to all day long every single your, day so it kind product of the of negativity seeps into my head and the worries start to get in there so i went back and looked at was it CSN, any, or NBC Sports Network from Boston? And six of the seven predictors before the ALCS started had taken the Astros to win. They were all wrong, clearly, way off, you know? And I couldn't, I mean, I, I don't think anybody thought that the Red Sox were going to win three games in a row in Houston. No. No, no
0: not at
1: all. No, it, no I mean, and I think we, buying into the local sports network, were just, just already buying out the Price was not going to come out and perform. That was going to be a loss. Um, Scheduled loss. Yeah, <laughs> sent yeah. me that text. that I, night. I saw it when I got queued up in the Bahamas. I saw yeah. that Price,
0: Price versus Verlander on paper was such a mismatch. Um, but I, th- I think the game or the series was won the game before. I think. I game think. Four. I think Houston was just so rattled um, that that they. Um you know had such a poor showing two games in a row and Altuve then Altuve
2: had that home run taken away
0: Al- Altuve had the home run t- all right, let's let's talk about that real quick um John what did you see uh, well um, on, the, on the on the interference play Altuve out to right field honestly it's up. hard it, so what you need to have for the official rule on that play is
2: Mookie Betts' arm cannot have crossed over the wall into the stands, otherwise that's a home run. So what Joe West was saying and the MLB Review Center in New York is saying that Mookie Betts' hand was parallel or a little slightly in front of the wall when he went up to catch it, and that the fans contacted him there, thus making Closing it, his ma- thus making it out. Because if he was over the the line of the wall. Then that should have been a home run. You're you're going into the stands and, you know, basically you to. to, to
0: I'll, uh, <laughs> okay. I'll put you on the Gene Salvatore spot here. Um, can if if Mookie goes up and and uh, catches that, that's a fair game out in the stands, right? He can reach into the stands and pull it out. Yes, of course, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I think um, so. It all kind of brought back memories of the. Was it 1995 or 1996? Where Jeffrey Meyer from New York the, against the Orioles and the for the Yankees versus the Orioles and Derek Jeter hits the ball and Jeffrey Meyer, the fan, the Orioles right right fielder Tarasco, he's about to catch the ball by the right by out the outfield and right field by the wall, and he's got his glove and he's got it lined up right against the wall and the young kid Jeffrey Meyer reaches over and snags it before the ball goes into the glove that Tarasco was standing there about to catch. Right. And famously, that was called a home run. You know, so that right. kind of... Nobody knows what to expect on these plays anymore, but I feel and like...
1: And then
0: you have Bartman as well.
1: I was about to say, you think Bartman was river dancing somewhere at, at <laughs> night? Like, nobody's going to talk, talk about me anymore. You know, know let's like, move on. <laughs> MLB has started
2: to more clearly define these actions and interferences with the stands, and so that's why you have the parallel, or front of, or parallel to the wall, you, where if you if you cross over into the stands, then everything's fair game at that point. There so, should be
1: a neutral space. They should push back, a little, create a gap, and, and push it back.
0: You'd have to eliminate seats. They're never going to do that. I
1: agree. Yeah, it's, it's just the way it is, unfortunately. It's what you But you know, in Texas they have that, in Cleveland they yep. have that, but, you know... You don't get that in a lot of stadiums. A lot, a lot of small market stadiums. You know, a lot of eastern stadiums as well. You're not going to see that in Fenway. No, no way, uh, not way. No way whatsoever. So
0: to be clear, John, you, you still haven't an answered my question. Was it the right call? What did you see there? Yes,
2: because I think the Mookie Vets would have caught it, and I think and he would have caught it too. And, and I think so we saw the next night. It wasn't identical, but it was almost as close to identical as you can get. So he caught a similar ball off the bat of, jeez, I don't remember who's, who who hit it. I think it was Bregman hit the one the Bregman, next night. right. And, you know, he d- dove up to his left, and, you know, he was in the air. He wasn't com- as close as he was to the stands the night before, but he caught it pretty much with ease, and it was the same basic premise as the ball Altuve hit the night before in Game 4. So I feel like had his glove not been closed shut, the night before, like the, like the night before, he would have caught it.
0: Oh, he was, he was unbelievable. Did you happen to see um, – this absolutely cracked me up. I was pissing my pants when I saw this. I think I might have been with you, uh, Marty. Uh, when he goes up to, to catch that ball, all the guys in the stands just, were like – The next night. Hands, yeah, hands up, like, no. I'm
2: not dealing with this not tonight. Not today, right. Satan. <laughs> absolutely. Now, okay, now, so we've also had – the there was like almost a bigger internal argument, I think, I don't know between you and I, but between sports fans around the world. Earlier in the game, there was a ball hit. I think it was the third inning to left field off the wall that Tony Kemp caught mm-hmm. on the scoreboard, and they called it an out. Right. But further examination, I looked at the next day because I that needed, was the
0: that was the game. Oh, before. that was the
2: previous game. That was yeah. the previous game. It was game three. Right. So we had so many interesting calls in this right. in this series. So we had game three. And I don't even remember who hit this ball now. But Tony, but there, it was important to the Red Sox. I remember that at the time. But thankfully, they ended up winning the game eight to two. So Kemp, Kemp goes up to to catch it in left field, and. He, I, I used an envelope the next day against the TV, against the big screen TV to determine the flight path of the ball to see, I, need, I needed to know for myself. You needed closure. I needed to know for myself. So what I did is, as I basically took the envelope, and I followed the, the I kept pausing, pausing, and then fast forward and following the, the track of the ball, and then you see it bounce off the wall into the glove, yeah. and I was like, I knew it. I knew I'm not crazy. He didn't catch the ball, but they
1: ruled it a catch, but it didn't matter. But yeah, you look I just like Charlie Day over there. This, this is not out. Yeah, this is not a highly financed studio. He's in front of his <laughs> TV at home with a, a, a mail envelope, just like <laughs> pausing I had, to know I had to know. Did you make your wife sit there and watch it? No. Did no, it? this is something I did all alone. But <laughs> I,
2: <don't know.
0: laughs> I had to know. Oh. Um, I think we can... We, we to start putting a bow on this. Um, what a great series. What about
2: like, Ben Cats, though, later on? Oh, That, that oh, same the, game, Game the, 4.
0: The, the Brightman nuts, hit. Kimball's imploding. on this guy. I, Unbelievable. I was so
1: frustrated. Being, I was in Nassau, Bahamas. I was gone pretty much the whole series. And just getting, like, friends, you know, on Snapchat or through whatever social media that I had access to because my, my phone was pretty much on airplane mode unless I had Wi-Fi spot. And there's... I didn't go very very far. I was on, out on the outer outer islands with nothing to watch or nothing to see, but I was just like it was just Benatini, Benintendi, Benintendi. I was like, "What is going on?
0: Like, what happened?" Yeah, he was not. It has to yeah. be
1: ranked as one of the all time catches. In I was the history clutch. Of baseball. I was
2: clutch. Just due to the circumstances and everything, and that made it won. That might that play might have won the series and really set the tone for Game Five, where the Astros didn't seem to come out with as much energy or enthusiasm as everyone expected because after that game, I think you know that ball falls that Bregman hits. The bases are loaded with two outs and the Astros are down by two runs and there's two outs in the ninth. Kimball's imploding. Bregman kind of bails him out by swinging at that first pitch anyway and it, there was going to be a ball and Kimball couldn't even find the plate. So he bails him out, he swings at. he hits a laser and just the way Ben Intendi he jumped, he got such a great jump on the ball and then to make the decision that I'm going for the win, no matter what. If he didn't get it, oh, that the runs. Because all yeah. the runs are running on contact. The, There's two outs. That's the classic They're hero running. or the go. You lose. I mean, the, the Astros would have won. The series would have been tied two to two with Verlander pitching Game Five and a questionable Sale pitching Game Six. The series might have gone the other way completely. Different field position. Without
1: would, would that be the modern day Bill Buckner? I mean, if he misses, that. we're talking.
0: No, because no, no, know, no, no, it, no, no, it it went Buckner. no, 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 no way! It's No, Buckner's was. Uh, yeah, but it's a decision still to go for it. it.
1: I mean, this we're talking about Boston radio here. Like, if he dives and miss, but he's that, going for the win. I, I understand, but you know how this radio Buckner not have routine play. <laughs> but I just don't think. I, I think he was was he putting himself on the line a little bit right there. I mean, he's a great kid. He's going to have a great career. We all know that. But I was unbelievable. that would be something that not break him, but just really set him back a little bit if Maybe. he missed that. Yeah. So John,
0: I, I got a question about the series. Um, yeah, I don't watch a ton of baseball, but I've never seen in, in a in a series so many uh, passed balls. Um, do you think that is uh, d- due to you know the stage and and the no. the way they were, the were they just putting extra stuff on the ball? It go, no, it
2: goes to the it goes back to the sign stealing and the paranoia yeah. in baseball right now. Miscuous. So all the cameras so every team, the funny thing is, is the Astros specifically got Martin Maldonado from the Angels, you know, around the trade deadline, for defensive purposes, you know, and he was a good, he's a good defensive catcher, he's known as a good defensive catcher, but with all the paranoia and the sign stealing going on in baseball, and, you know, clearly the Astros had something going on, filming the, taking pictures of the opposing team's dugout until the Red Sox stopped them in game one, and so They were just dealing with multiple signs, and I think that there was some cross-up there and distractions, so the catcher wasn't able to focus as much as
1: he normally would. There was a lot of cloak and dagger stuff going on. I mean, you look at the when Joe Kelly's on the mound, the delayed on you know he's just delaying everything on the mound, taking oh his time, God. slowing yeah, it down. It's crazy. And then Astro, Astros in, in in turn are like, just I'm just gonna step out every time. Yep. And it was just like, what is going on? That one inning was just such a head oh scratcher for me. It's a tractor pull. These <clears throat> games yeah. are such a tractor pull. Oh, you, you knew it was gonna be with these two these two managers. Yeah. You knew they're going they're just gonna pull every stop or you know just try every little trick in the bag. Absolutely. Game and,
0: four was insane. I was hurting. Them next day. It's hard to it watch. Started you it, a,
1: th- Aaron, so you made a fantastic
2: point. Because I've been telling you how hard these games are as a Red Sox fan to watch for me and like that I need to pause, go take a break. I'll go watch some a show for half an hour. I'll come back and then I can fast forward from each pitch to pitch yeah. because it's. And you said it's the time in between pitches that gives you, me as a fan the negativity in my brain time to think and think of the worst case scenarios. Right. And what you like about hockey is the not is the continuous action where you you know it's always going. Happen, yeah, but it's yeah. always going. In baseball, it's that time in between pitches that can. As a fan, if you're watching your own team in these
1: high leverage spots in these important games That was a that five can drive hour game, crazy. Reminded that was of stats, reminded game. of the matchups, going at oh. the plate. You're just constantly reminded like what could happen. Don't you agree it's a great point? Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, like he's a hockey fan, NBA, you know, it's, it's quick, you know, but it's, I agree, baseball can just put you in misery. <laughs> really? <can. laughs> so much yeah. misery.
0: At the same time, too, you can watch it with, you know... Out of the corner of your eye, you know, while you're doing something else, which that is Ben Nintendo Catch, I mean, yeah. kind of like, which is also, ah! you know, throw
1: yourself in a bar and watch around a bunch of people try to get distracted in the moment a little bit. Right.
0: Um, so, definitely want to wrap this up. Um, Preview Dodgers. You want to just jump right into it? Let's just ju-
1: let's just get into
0: the World okay. Series here. Um, I just wanted to say real quick, um, I was so impressed by Bregman. Um, throughout this whole series, um, he's a beast. He was just absolutely insane. They couldn't get anything. Uh, you know, the last two games though, into they, they, left field, he
2: didn't wasn't he didn't do much. They walked him a ton to start off. But then, I'm not
0: even talking about his bat. I'm just talking about oh, his defensive, defensive play. Oh my god, he was
1: insane.
0: It was just um, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. His watch. turnaround,
1: like from his errors last season to this season, like how he pulled it around that position play. Yeah,
2: he the was a Cannon, monster. The just the way he gets up off the ground after he makes diving plays, and, yeah, he's great.
0: I mean, and you know, you said he was a little bit quiet, but game if five if, and if Ben five, in, if yeah. is when they panicked and moved a, him up, if Benintendi is a half a step behind on that ball, he's the Ball's hero. Forgiven, he's right. the hero of Game Five, and we're you know, or, um, yeah, Game Five. And we're talking for four, or four excuse four. me, and we're talking about a whole new series. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and jump right into uh, World Series preview.
2: All right, so we go into it with the L.A. Dodgers at the Red Sox. Game 1, we have Clayton Kershaw going up against Chris Sale. Game 2, Dodgers yet to announce. Game 2, David Price, both games in Fenway Park. Red Sox open the series as minus 140 favorites. Dodgers plus 120 to win the World Series. So
1: Do you, do you think Bueller moves up in that second spot? or he'll You, you think in that rotation with the Dodgers... I don't honestly. I
2: don't know. I have no idea. I yeah. feel like the the Dodgers, not so much as the Brewers, but the Dodgers are also playing tricks in games. Well, I think with, they've learned a lot of this last yeah, series. I, like totally te- great. you
1: know, I yeah. I I think the Brewers taught them a little bit, and that's one of the biggest things that scares me is like they 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 taught the Dodgers to think a little bit. I think the Dodgers last year just throw it out there and they just. You know, this is what we have. This is what we're going to go with normal baseball. Yeah, exactly. And now they're like, well, you know, maybe we can switch wait, things let's up. Let's wait until the last minute to announce right. things. That's yeah. Let's play some tricks. Because that could be a difference between a Nunez and a Dev, you know, Devers on, and like who comes out of that, that that pinch hit rotation. So maybe they want to see how the righties
2: do against lefty Kershaw before they announce the game to start. Maybe they want to see if Betts and JD Martinez are locked in and. Hitting hard shots, they
1: may not want to go with the lefty. Maybe they may want to go with the righty. Do you think, in your opinion, or I already have mine. That this is the worst team they've faced so far in the postseason. Oh, certainly, they're yeah. 16 wins better. I think it's the
2: largest gap since like 1998, when the Yankees had 114 wins faced off against the Padres, who had 98 wins and that series ended 4 games to 1 for the Yankees. So, I think they are better than the 92 and 70 record that shows on paper. Maybe. You don't think so? I I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, they they
1: what were 16 and 26 to start the season. Yeah. So I mean, they they, they, they lead the Major Machado. They lead the majors in park adjusted offense. Yeah. So they adapt well on the road. You know, individually, their pitchers are leading the majors in, in, in adapt adjusted defense as well. So, if they, they, have a they lot can of talent. play, it's just if they can get rolling. Yeah. You know, I, I just think with Machado and Puy, and there's certain players there, they, they can get in their own head, take themselves out of the game. But if the energy and that lineup is rolling offensively, right. they they dive in real Machado Justin played a small Turner. ball the other night it was great to, you know. Yeah, I mean, they, they pulled out all team. the stops to win that game the other night. Then and they got Yeah. Jock Peterson. Who, his, post, Dozier, his yeah. postseason numbers have really shown that he's really getting hot right now. I know, Bellinger, I mean, I he's, he's, he's striding he's the Of course, the his right dad was
2: a former Yankee, so I'm, I'm sure he'll probably yeah, burn are, the Red Sox. They are
1: the Yankees of the West Coast. Come yeah. on, I
2: uh, hate them. Hate them. I don't know, I expect Mookie to have a big series, though. I'm calling him for MVP. I've got the Red Sox to win in six games. I got him in five. Five, huh? I got so him in sweet. five.
1: Yeah. I think it happens. I I, I, I think... You accept in some way that Kershaw and Sale that matchup. If if Sale wins that matchup, I I definitely think it's five. If Kershaw wins that coming out, I think it will go six. But I I think with the rest that Sale's got, he's just he's having a blast right now. That comment the other day about the belly button. Oh ring. my
0: god, that was amazing.
1: <laughs> I like how he strings the media along a little bit and he's playing with Johnny. Them.
0: Doesn't like him. he's shaking his yeah. head. <laughs> he's like, he's more he just wants to be serious. <laughs> and Do you want do you want to... For those, I bid on it. For those who... you, Of course you bid on it. That's why he's salty. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, um, uh, Chris Sale uh, was out, um, wasn't able to start Game 5, uh, was um, the supposed to six. Pushed starter. back to 6. Put, to be, supposedly,
2: supposed to be Game 6, but then Daniel Lavangi, the pitching coach, came out today and said he was even questionable for Game
0: 6. Oh, really? Yeah. At any rate, at any rate... Um, I think it was during, uh, game three or four, he was, uh, admitted to the hospital, they are giving him fluids for some kind of stomach bugs, stomach virus, something like what that. What I thought it was,
2: was he had pitched the night before, Saturday night, or fr- Friday night, and he took too much pain pills and <laughs> anti-inflammatories, and you can see how skinny Grisail is, and so, it all, he, you know, his arm was fucking killing him with the shoulder shoulder issues. So he took extra
1: pain pills. He took extra anthonyms and, and it hurt his tummy. I think he was <laughs> trying to joke Kelly died and just drank too much Dr. Pepper he got sick <laughs> to the stomach. That's not sure. <laughs> anyways,
0: um, so when reporters ask him about it uh, after, the, after the win, he comes out and... Uh, Tells them that uh, he had gotten a belly button piercing <laughs> and that it it had gotten uh, caught on something and infected, and he was being treated for that. and And John bit on it, and that's why <laughs> that's why he's pissed. No,
2: I'm not pissed. Honestly, it's not important to me. But... <laughs>
0: He would never just, survive a clubhouse.
1: He walks in with a belly button yeah. ring. I don't know. What, I mean, you know, Nibble's he has crazy. a belly button ring. Oh god, does he actually have he one? He has a belly button. Oh my button. god! Oh, yeah, he's kind of like lowered down a little yes. bit in my mind.
0: Sweet lord.
1: <laughs> well, he is from that. Uh, another Florida pos- area, the
0: Florida area.
1: Another posing question for you: Has Price got the monkey off his back? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He, he looked really good. That he last looked really year. relaxed was, in the post game. And then the know. velocity went up as the game went on. I was just,
0: on. I was just gonna say, 95-96. Uh, his, his velocity. You said before, um, he's kind of acquired the gift of controlling it and learning how to turn it down when it, you know when it's not important to have it up. Yeah, and then, learned how to pitch. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Uh, well, it's hard, you know, especially with those fastballs not necessary, you know, obviously off-speed pitches, those sort of things, you know, it's easier to control the speed, but when you're when you're throwing that fastball, being able to um decrease the velocity while not affecting the accuracy he has got to be tricky, so it, to get a right. handle on that, And this is, is a guy
1: who classically gets himself in danger in early innings. So he said he had, had found out something the night
2: before in Game 4 when he was warming up in the bullpen right before Ben Attendee's yeah, right great catch. He was warming up in the bullpen, and he said he found something, and of course Buster only asked what it was, and he said, I'm not going to tell you that. Right.
1: So. Hmm. But hopefully, maybe he's just a something. little bit of change in his grip on certain, you know, yeah. whatever it could be. Who you knows? Baseball could be a dozen things. Right. It
0: was, it was like when I was nine years old and I found my penis. <laughs> how you're about so Eric Gagne?
1: How about you're walking around so proud Look at
0: this thing?
2: <laughs> how about I'm Eric Gagne ca- calling Craig Kimbrell <laughs> and telling him that he was tipping his pitches? Former Dodgers closer and Red Sox closer for a brief time,
1: Eric Gagne calling Kimbrell to try to straighten him out.
2: Huh. Pretty cool. He pitched much better. We need all five.
1: we need all we can, all help we can give with this guy right yeah. now. He he's probably out of anything. I mean, we all know about the bullpen. They they just give us stomach pains. But the worst was. with with him, you know, it used to be like workman for me, but now with him, Kimble coming in, I just if he doesn't go a strikeout that first batter. I'm scared to death. Even if it's 2-1-0 now. Yeah. Even if it's 2 and 0 it's
2: like, I'm out. I gotta it's walk. It's like the same <laughs> pitch every
1: freaking time. <laughs>
2: no, But he looked better in game five after he got the tip from Gagne. So, next question. Mookie Betts. Does he play second base when the series moves to L.A. for games 3, 4, and 5? Alex Cora said that J.D. Martinez's bat will not leave the lineup. Will not leave the lineup in any of those three games. So, how does that work out? Is, do they move? I saw Mookie Betts warming up when practicing second base in the last couple days with Dustin Pedroia. Uh, he thinks he's good at it. Pedroia said Betts sucks at playing second base. Core is not so sure. What do you guys think? Uh, how, do you,
0: how do you take him out of right field? He, uh, I just don't understand how, I mean, I understand, you know, you want to get those bats in the lineup um, when you don't have the DH, but um, how do you take Betts out of right field? He was, I mean, the cannon. Well, you have to play Jada Martinez somewhere.
1: Yeah, right. That's what they're going to say. I mean, I, I feel like it depends on how the first games go in boston how they come out of that if we're coming out with a loss in that i believe he will move to second i w- i think you will see that move like if
2: it's 0-2 or or
1: 1-1 1-1 even 1-1 i think i think they will give they would give that a shot maybe if it was 1-1 when they went back maybe not that first game but if it doesn't go well then maybe maybe the you know fourth but i think you're going to see a lot of shifting a lot of movement by both teams right like you said this is like small ball now like Managers against managers is like it's a chess game now. Right. Not really just throwing talent. I don't out think you are going to see it. I you because, don't think so? No, because what, think this is just what, what they're doing is that means
2: that you want to keep JBJ. So you are going to face a lot of left handed pitching from the Dodgers in the series, right? You got Kershaw, mm-hmm. you got Ryu, and then you got Rich Hill. So you got three three big left handed starting pitchers. You got Alex Wood too out of the bullpen. So you are going to see a lot of left handed pitchers. So. Is it really going to kill you to sit JBJ for some of those games? And is he bad? I know we had three huge hits, but overall in the playoffs so far this year, his batting average is one eighty-five. Yeah, he hasn't hit well. So you take him out. You put Mookie or Benintendi in center, and then you put the other one, Benintendi or JD Martinez, left, right, and that way you're not screwing with two positions.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get it. You know, I I just think with both these managers, it's just especially Core, it's just going to be. How he's feeling in the moment, you know, getting a feel for the clubhouse, what he's going to do. I, th- I think it could change right up to the, to the first pitch. So it comes down to basically, for me, in my opinion,
2: against these lefty pitchers in, in L.A., Kinsler or JBJ? You're going to go Kinsler because the left because of the righty-lefty matchup. Yeah. JBJ batted under 200 versus left-handed pitching this year. Really? What is the need to get
1: him in right, the lineup? Right. I don't see it. And Rui he can be a
2: defensive replacement.
1: Yeah, and Rui got smacked around by the Brewers. I mean, he didn't have the yes, best two starts. With them. I mean, he went seven innings in his first outing. You know, only gave up a couple earned runs. But in the last one, I think it was three innings for five earned runs. The guy got smacked around a little bit. So I think that's why they're not announcing like who's in that second spot because you know it, you, you you can feel it as a pitching coach. If, if the guy just feels like he doesn't have it, or he feels a little rattled, or he's a little different in his mechanics. Um, Bueller you know, started Saturday, so S- Sunday,
2: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so he'd be pitching on three days rest. Yeah. I don't think he'll be Bueller. You
1: don't think he'll be there? three days rest? I mean, I, I, you, know, you can get I him was. on full rest back in he a He pulls a miley and comes out for one pitch and just goes in the dugout.
0: Yeah, you know, also, you, you gotta think, out in Boston, it's gonna be freezing cold. You don't, you don't want to pitch in the cold uh, on light rest.
2: So that goes back to the game plan to how the Astros Red Sox series started. I mean, I didn't like the Red Sox approach for Game One, in that series when they were trying to get cute with Sale and the way he was facing the Astros hitters. And I liked the way Verlander and the Astros attacked the Red Sox because they've been off for a few days, you know. So with the same we're situation we're talking here. Talking about that Sale so yeah, just dancing so, around, yeah. Go, go after, after the hitters
1: him. and make them earn it, and at least try. I mean, at least go out the first couple batters. You get knocked around a little bit. Cool. Like right, I'll then, dial it back. I agree.
0: Yeah. Just to just to bring it back for one second, do you think um, Game Four, you know the last couple innings, prices in the bullpen, just throwing heat? I th- do you think that got him like locked in in the zone for the next game? Because well, yeah, because yeah, he said he found something. Yeah. He was he was unbelievable. Yeah, and you could you like could that. see him yeah. in the bullpen yeah. just throwing the shit out of that I ball. I had to
1: go back the other day getting back and, and actually I did it last night and and watched that, that game. I, I pulled it up because everybody was just talking about his performance. Yeah. and mm-hmm. it, 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 It's just whole how he's carrying his himself on the man's demeanor. He just, he's just manage. like he was ready yeah. just to own the moment and he went for it. He got it. better as the game went yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Credit to him for
0: sure. Uh, right. I got a couple, couple more questions. Um, we touched... We touched on the weather briefly. Um, do you think, uh, with the Red Sox having home field advantage, uh, and the home field advantage is going to be sort of the uh, the overarching theme for these two questions, two part questions? Um, advantage has got to go to the Red Sox, right? It's going to be cold. I'm um, oh, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. you got you you got the field to work with too. And you played the, indoors.
1: That. you played indoors against Milwaukee. This is their first cold weather postseason like series that they're going into.
2: That's uh, why
1: I think of Sale. He's just got to throw strikes. Just throw hard. Throw hard, fastball
2: strikes. They're Don't be get tight. They're not going to be loose. Though, it's going to sting their hands, especially if you can throw inside on them. It's going to be stinging their hands like they haven't felt right. not this year.
1: And I truly believe if you jump on them early in their park, they're one of the worst fair their fans in my mind they get really quiet if they're down mm-hmm. they're oh, totally. only up if they're winning you saw that in just n- 3 and 4 absolutely yeah. you know they to get shut out 4 nothing. you know and they lost it right there there was no charge by that by that crowd to try to get this team back in the game oh, the organist tries
2: to get them back into it <laughs> <laughs>
0: that guy's
2: awesome <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, very, they do <laughs> have that old <own laughs> classic style feel to their ballpark but I, I believe like going back to your question Nesto that we're just they Boston definitely has an advantage when it comes to to this matchup between home fields.
0: So then uh the second part to the question is is the DH um you know that that whole situation obviously uh, in uh, in LA they're going to have to have the 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 pitcher's batten.
1: Well, that's what we were discussing with the J.D. Martinez. Yeah. It's like where you keep him in there, you just go. Well, right, go but with where does Kendler.
0: where does the advantage fall?
1: I think it falls with us still because we're still by that fifth, sixth inning going to be pitching by committee. We can we can take we can do those pitching changes inning by inning, and we can throw in Devers if he's out. You can throw in Nunez if he's out. Pierce. Uh, have a, have it, the Hall.
0: Dodgers
2: have more? Ba- I, I, against most National League teams, I would agree it would be the American League team or the Red Sox. But against the Dodgers, they're uniquely positioned in a way where they have a lot of sluggers riding the bench and guys specifically like David Freeze, Brian Dozier, Matt Kemp, and then on the left side you have like guys like Jock Peterson. Um, you know they have the, they have they have more sluggers than most net most National League teams are equipped to have. They most National League teams will have like you know. A middle infield guy, a, t- a couple utility guys. Right. Not a big slugger to come in and, and take that DH spot. So they're going to be stuck in a Muncy, yeah. Max Muncy, thirty-two home runs, Max Muncy. You know he can play DH. You're going to be
1: in a position like well, almost Kershaw was in Milwaukee. He was kind of sitting on the edge of the night because if they don't get out of that, they're you know that hitter doesn't get on. Yeah. It's it's one out. If it's two outs, you know he still plays. You know, or he doesn't play. Where are you going to throw him at? If you're in the sixth inning, he's been dealing, but you get a little tight in a two-one game, and are you going to want to take him out just to throw in a sub? Where I think most of our pitching, besides Sell, I think they settle with the fact if if we get five good s- or six good innings out of our starting pitchers after Sell, mm-hmm. we're willing to throw in that bullpen early, which scares the hell out of us as home fans because we know that bullpen can shift both ways. But I think we're willing to throw those pitchers. Pitchers in for for our pitchers earlier than what the Dodgers will be willing to do. Right. It also looks like Stephen Wright will be activated for the series as well. I thought he was going
2: to be the rest right of the way. No, <laughs> Steve the no, <laughs> no it looks like he's going to be really. I to thought go. I thought he was done. No, it looks like he'll be in there. So that means that's that, a change of pace pitcher. That, so that means Embry
1: or Borkman? We'll since Workman to or Dorchester, Dorchester <laughs> naked, get tarred, and feathered, because that guy's a <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> he helped win the 2013 oh, World Series. So, so a little thanks.
2: Hey. I do have a great stat to give you guys. Boston Red Sox, since 2016, have the best winning percentage versus National League teams overall, and also the best win percentage on the road versus NL teams in all of MLB. Overall... Red Sox are forty-six and fourteen for a seven sixty-seven winning percentage against the National League since the start of twenty sixteen. a hell of a stat on yeah. the road, they're twenty-two and eight for a seven thirty-three winning percentage.
0: How's that? Gotta love it. You gotta love that may stat. The, may the odds ever be be ever in your favor. They do well. What's What's the line though? Here's
2: another one for you. Approximate distance between Fenway Park and Dodger Stadium: two thousand five hundred and eighty-eight miles is the longest ever between ballparks in any World Series matchup. Previous record was nineteen sixty two when the Yankees played the Giants in Candlestick
0: Park. Skiddly do. What's, uh, what's the what's the Vegas line on the series? Red Sox minus one forty, Dodgers plus one twenty. And that's 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 giving you uh It's
2: pretty close. I thought the Red Sox would be slightly longer. I did favorites. I did too. Yeah.
0: I think they probably I are. They're, like they're probably 70. it's probably Vegas just trying to uh you know, balance the books.
1: CBS Sports yeah, put down today their their top six baseball writers on average had the series ending in six. There were two out of those people that were going five. There was only one game seven uh going seven games out of that out of all those writers. So, is anybody picking the Dodgers? Nope. Yeah. No. I want
2: some people picking the Dodgers, though. Verducci has the Dodgers. I saw Verducci had them in six yeah. or seven, and that's good because that, when it's all one side like that, you're kind of you, setting set up for some kind of.
1: I don't know. I I I think, I, I really think well, that core that's, is going to keep these guys heads in check. You here's know. another thing that'll help. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw. I think he's doing for his own reassurance
2: right now. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw, <laughs> when he starts Game One of a playoff series, overall he started nine Game Ones, fifty-one innings, has a five-four-four ERA, with a one-twenty-five whip, whopping eleven home runs allowed on the road starting game ones of a playoff series. He started 3 games, 15 innings, 4.80 ERA, 1.53 WHIP. Clayton Kershaw game 1 on the road as a starting
0: pitcher has not fared well. So All right. We'll see. Yeah. Um so uh shifting the focus now um to this week in NFL, before we get started uh, with the games, let's go ahead and uh, address the big weed smoking elephant in the room. Um, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> Le'Veon Bell has still uh, not reported, um, so, so we, can, segment on we our can. show now. We can officially say that Jeremy Fowler, like I said three weeks ago, is full of shit. So thank, I'll take. He's just to keep. My, I'll take my congratulations now, Adam. Johnny. Yeah, thank You're you. All right. Yep. is this our
1: seventh show, right? And we yep. talk about Le'Veon okay. Bell every time. every show besides Seven. the NHL preview <laughs> he hasn't played but one we, game. But he was considered playing goalie for the Capitals. I don't. Know, <laughs> I mean, maybe he's, he got in there somehow. You know? Right. Can this be the last time
2: we talk about Le'Veon Bell until he actually plays in a game? It's hard.
0: Play? It's hard. Unless he comes out and says something. I don't care anymore because this bullshit keeps happening. But I don't I, care anymore. I haven't I, it's jumped the shark. He's
2: jumped the shark for me.
0: Fuck and John, I told you at the beginning of the season that he wasn't showing up until week ten. And yet we still keep talking about it. <laughs> because Jeremy Fowler had to run his fucking mouth and he doesn't. Did well. throw, he did throw
2: a wrench into our plans.
0: You know, that, that ESPN byline, you know, but uh I never thought that he would he would have
2: been back then. I'm year. out on Bell until he plays a game. So I'll see you when he and plays sucks sucks. So
0: here's here's what I think happened is is uh he probably he may have really intended on showing up um, these last two weeks, but I I think with all the um, with all the trade rumors going around and we, you know we're looking at uh, Peterson in Arizona and you know sort of talking to the Eagles and maybe they want to do some kind of three way trade because obviously they don't need any running back, but we really need um, we could really use a uh, cool. corner. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun having David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell. How <laughs> <laughs> do with that? But um, we have
2: no one else on that team. But we have two of the best a, running backs. Just a
0: in a split back back the split back eye,
1: split back eye formation I think, in Arizona.
0: I think he just wants to, wants to just give the Steelers the giant middle finger, and he he is not going to show up before October thirtieth, the trade deadline. By it's the way, just not going to bring happen. it
1: up. Fuck Johnson and then this year he was my number one fantasy pick this year, and that guy is just garbage. What's going well, that knew, line that line is garbage. Speaking Josh, of you garbage, you knew Josh Rosen was going to be his quarterback, yeah. didn't you? I did. S- Come of... on, like you need to be a better fantasy analyst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fantasy analyst. <laughs> guy. I just was a sucker who just bit (laughs) on it because I was just reading too many stupid
0: magazines. Speaking of garbage, let's talk about that uh, Cowboys game. Oh, shit. Well,
2: let's talk about the acquisition. The big acquisition today. Amari The Cowboys (laughs) gave up their first round
1: pick. Yay! The crowd goes, fuck no. Who did they get for their first round pick? What? Who's that? Who did the Cowboys get for their first round pick? Amari fucking Cooper. Big what? fan. Big fan. No, I'm just not a big fan of what's going on this season with the Cowboys. Just this whole right receiver by committee has just shot us in the foot. We have a underperforming offensive coordinator calling the calls and just not creating any flow in this offense. Can
2: I ask you a question? Yeah. Last week against Jacksonville, 40-7, to the offense looked like it had changed. It looked like you were going to more of the uh, RPOs, yeah. Kind of more what's suited to the to best fit their style for Dak right. and Ezekiel Elliott. Yesterday against Washington That was gone. And you're back to the old stagnant offense. They pretended like Ezekiel Elliott wasn't on the team. I don't know what the hell happened. Why where do you go from one week scoring forty points against even though they're a little just, like, not intact right now. It's still, 40 points I, against Jacksonville Jaguars is very impressive in my mind.
1: Absolutely. So how do you just dump really? that game plan? Is it really that impressive seeing how Jacksonville played again yesterday? They still have the talent. On? They still have the talent. I, yeah, I don't, something, See, they didn't allow, thir- something, something they didn't wrong allow Jacksonville. 30-something points to Houston yesterday. 20-something. You know, 23. Yeah. The defense is still good. I don't know. I, I really think they knew they had to be a lot of misdirection. They were throwing what, what they were doing last night a little bit with Beasley and what was in Witten's spot and running the middle and just pushing that and creating space. Gallup came out of nowhere and actually had a good game for the first time, 81 yards and one TD. Mm-hmm. They seemed like they wanted to stretch the field, but I, I think what happened with it's Jason Garrett, he just likes to slow things down and draw it back, and he just leans on his guy, which is Elliott, and they Not just stopped it. Well, no, I mean, they just abandoned a, that plan right away. They forgot they had him yesterday. Yeah. I mean, if you told me a week ago that Peterson was going to have more rushing yards than Elliott coming into this game, i, t- I tell had, you, what, 15 touches? 33, 15 touches, 33 yards. That's stupid. It's just like, you've got to feed him. You've got to feed him. You're going to break that sooner or later. Right. You have one of the biggest offensive lines that know how to push for. I don't care if Washington came out and just said it's going to press from the outside and just stay in the middle and make you throw. Still hand the ball off to him a couple of times. Keep modest. and Keep him. Yeah, exactly. you got to throw I should have stuck with some of the RPOs that have worked the week before against Jacksonville. <laughs> office, that's, Jason Garrett looks is so not much better. a great coach, and I swear to God, you know, coming it off works, that loss yesterday. If it works, see, fix it. It seems like he gets more of a guaranteed contract after losses than he does wins. They, you yeah. know, Jerry Jones has to come out like, this guy is our guy, we're going to sign, we're going to re-sign. Him. Just, he needs, the guy needs to move on. Thank you for being a great back backup quarterback for years. Thank you for being what was in a in a rebuilding program for the Cowboys a good quarterback. I mean a good coach for Dak. He he needed that kind of like quarterback knowledge that, that guy to take Dak to be mentor. Yeah, you know, mentor for, mm-hmm. for him. But he is not a head coach in my mind. I'm sorry. I, I harp on this guy all the time. But he is just Jerry Jones' ass puppet. He just likes to clap his hands and just be that little spirit guy on the sideline, that little walking ginger smiling and just trying to be the player's friend. He just does not know how to throw in a game, a game plan. And what he's got to we reasonably, reasonably expect from Mari
2: Cooper on the Cowboys going forward for the rest of the year? How does he help? Does he help the wins department? He how does he do statistically? Does he help the offense? I don't think he helps at all. Not one bit. Not one bit.
1: I don't. I don't. I think no difference from having Hearn's and Gallup out there. to have Hearn's. Honestly, I mean. No, I know, but I'm just saying. He now is it's not a damn thing. thing. We lost Terrence Williams. He's probably going to be suspended for the rest of the year. He's in, you know under investigation for some type of uh, you know domestic abuse or some some violent interaction. Who knows? Can't keep up with these guys. But it's more like, you know, when I when I read local Dallas sports, it's more like TMZ TV. It's just like rumors, like who's leaving, who's staying this week, what's happening, where are they going to shift. You know it's going to be the Dak Zeke show for years to come, but if you're not going to be willing to put people around them that's going to stretch the field, even well, though that's care, what Amari Cooper's doing. I don't think he does. I don't think he's, he's I don't think anybody comes in that league does, doesn't think they can check him on the line and, and put him right on his ass. I kind of like it. I don't I, I me mean, okay.
2: I don't want to like sound like a, like a complete idiot. No, idiot. I mean make make a good show. I mean, I want I'm No, trading a first, first round pick is fucking retarded, okay? Let's just put it that way. That's fucking when you fucking know retarded. you're not going to win this year. Right. Why Absolutely. Win- it's overreaction to yesterday's ridiculous loss.
0: However, I do think it's going to wor- help. I think it'll help
2: the offense.
0: I do. And I'm, I don't th- I don't think it can hurt, but um, you still He's not going to come in and be a number one receiver, which is what they need. Uh, I think Cole Beasley looked amazing yesterday. But he's
2: the slot guy.
0: But Right, exactly. He's he's a number
2: three. But Amari Cooper, can he be better than what Dez gave them the last couple years?
1: No. No. Really? I don't know. I really really don't know. faster? Well, I mean, we have... He's got to go get the ball. He's He's not great at got to get the ball. Yeah. And I don't know if he he still has that in him. I mean, he's got he's it's only got 3rd year in the 3rd year. I know, but is, is he hungry? He did he didn't, he doesn't look hungry. He didn't look hungry in Oakland. Mm-mm. So you're looking at a team that's struggling over there and you're leaning on him to be that guy. He can't step up and be that guy. He's going to walk into this fucking shit show of a circus and they're going to say expected to be the guy. Expected to be the guy. Does he step up in that in that moment? I I I'm just because it's me being negative about the Cowboys. I just don't think that's going to happen, and I almost think it's going to hurt him in a in a lot worse ways because you're going to have to move Cole again, and there's going to be a little bit of change in his his game, and he's going to lose touches, and he's been your best hand all season long.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, we shall see. And yeah. but the, either, it's the NFC East. This is going to spin eight different ways until we get to the final game.
2: Right. Because I
1: tell you what, know, if you want to do a quick recap of the NFC East, we can. But
2: it doesn't look good. The Eagles look like they're in a free fall. Yeah. After that, that unbelievable loss. You us 21
1: points in the fourth. That quarter? was
2: incredible. I was talking to my wife yesterday, and we were 17 to nothing. And I don't know watch. what we did. We like briefly stopped watching that the game for a few, couple minutes. At that point, literally like five, six minutes later, it was 21-17, and we were like, "What the hell did that just happen?" I
1: don't. There, God, there's, there's a lot the of Panthers parody. There's definitely a lot of parody in the league this year. So Redskins are four and forever. two. Four and two. First place. Yeah. You got Washington four and three. Cowboys three and four. And we'll see how the Giants end up tonight. um, They're done. With their game. But, uh, yeah. Let's not get into, like, the other teams in the NFC East. But, anyway. uh, (laughs) There's still still hope. And that's why. There's still hope. And that's why they went after him. Right. You know, but I think there's other players that you could have gone after without giving up a first round draft pick. Patriots that, got Josh Gordon for a fifth. Shut up.
2: No, I'm just saying. I good know. good teams. But do they're willing inta- t-
1: But you know what? Josh Gordon wouldn't be the Josh Gordon you're seeing early with the Patriots no. at the Cowboys. He would be back kicked out of the league.
0: Yeah, to, to the the Patriots have so much structure that like, you know, they they are, you know, I like to call them uh Bill Belichick's home for Wayward Boys.
2: <laughs> well, I've, I've heard they've got a team supporting him.
1: Like, yeah. So if he oh, like, yeah. walks the wrong way, they put him back walking the right
0: yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And he wouldn't get that in Dallas. Right. So, there would be nobody you know, to hold him in check that way.
0: We're, get, we're getting down to the wire here, boys. Let's, uh, let's check in about uh, the Pats.
2: Uh, Patriots defense didn't look so good. I I thought you know, the game against the Chicago Bears yesterday would be a very difficult game. In fact, I picked the Bears. Uh, especially, I really liked the Bears when they were getting the three and a half points like they were early in the week. But once Gronk was ruled out on Saturday, the line moved to Patriots minus one. Um, so I thought it was a it was a tough spot for the Patriots coming off the Sunday night big win against Kansas City at home. So you got a little bit of a short week yeah, having to go to upset. Chicago. Chicago coming off the tough loss at, at Miami. And they had been undefeated at home, the Bears. Young, hungry team. Um, I thought Trubisky, he is not as good as his numbers may suggest. He is an inaccurate quarterback, and he is not long for this league if he can't improve his accuracy. But he can put up fantasy stats, which is fucking great for people who like fantasy and DFS because, you know, at a cheap price, he can, that offense, the Nagy offense from Kansas City can put up points and do fa- funky, fancy formations with the best of them. And he runs the ball, and that's what you want out of a quarterback for fantasy. But as far as game management and the style of a quarterback, it, he is so inaccurate. And he was so much worse than I ever thought he was Yeah, watching I didn't think, that game. I didn't think
1: he was going to be as bad as he is. I thought he's going to have, you know, his slumps and his... his... You know trials and tribulations to say, um, but what they made him out out to be in the draft pick that he was, he is. They traded up, yeah, to get him. Was it one spot though? Yes, right? but yeah. they traded but up together. You still had to get, get Mahomes him. went tenth in yeah. that draft. Right, Trubisky <laughs> went second. <laughs> right, and then the, some of those were But you know the that's draft. the that's those Midwest teams that lick their chops. You know, if it ends in S K I or a ski or something like that, they're like he can be a quarterback. Like let's like even, Sandusky, let's Sandusky from, uh, from yeah, Tommy. Let's just invest in Sandusky Trubisky.
2: Uh, anyway, so the game ended up being 38 31. The miraculous Hail Mary play at the end of the game was stopped at the one yard line. Thought That's Brady crazy. looked good. Sony Michelle's injury isn't as bad as initially feared. I feel like the Patriots' offense is rolling. Really, really well right now, even without Gronkowski yesterday. So I don't have a lot to say. Um, next, the Patriots just look like they're, they're rolling along now. Got a good win yesterday. They're five and two, first place in the AFC East. They go to play Buffalo at Buffalo next Monday night. So they should be six and two. Um, after that, with a home game the next Sunday night against the Packers coming up. So and everybody else, in the division's kind of falling into right. true form. So I'm I'm not going to take up too much time yeah. with the Patriots talk tonight. Okay. Yeah. Excellent.
0: Uh, uh, Johnny, can I get a? Couple thoughts on uh, Justin Tuck missing his first uh, game winner ever. Tucker missing his first extra point. Yeah, extra point. That was unbelievable.
2: Did you see the face that he made, too? 222 straight extra points made in the NFL, and he misses number 223. And there was another, like, 38 or something back in college that he had made, so... What did I say, Justin Tuck? Tuck. That's yeah, funny. that was the Giants defensive line. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like, he's kicking out? <laughs> well, they trying 7,
2: everything. 11, yeah. Tucker. Yeah, you should yeah. know him from your enemy rival. So... I know, you know, the Ravens, it just sucked because if you're fans of football, that was a really good game to watch, and it was a good, the first overall rated defense of the Ravens, and the first overall rated offense, or one of them, for the Saints, it was a good matchup, and there was some more action in the fourth quarter, and as just a general overall football fan, we kind of get robbed of a little bit more good football by him missing that kick, because it would have been tied 24-24, so... I loved it. <laughs> right, because it helps the Steelers. <laughs> the no, so and, it, and, in, from, and in the end, yeah. it helps the Patriots as well with the, with the Ravens losing. So. Right.
0: Uh, so, uh, speaking of helping the Steelers, uh, the only game I was able to catch yesterday, I was helping a friend move, um, was the Kansas City game. Um, highly entertaining from my perspective. Loved watching um The Bengals get beat on. Um, Patrick Mahomes, man, that kid is just so fun to watch. He's so fun to watch. He throws with his left hand. He throws off his back foot, like one leg in the air. I mean, he looks like a shortstop. He was a shortstop, um, you know, as a as a kid. Um, He's just. Unbelievable. And I, th- I was also short up as a kid. Oh, well clear, <laughs> clearly. You could you could t- you can tell by looking. <laughs> but uh I just think I think there's a new breed of of quarterback coming out there. Like um you know, these mobile quarterbacks that can run. Uh but it's like RG three. No, but it's not that. It's not that. It's not Cordell Stewart. But they know how to slide. It's not Cordell Stewart, it's not you know RG three. These guys, these guys are smart. Um, they're being coached very well, and it, they're not just kind of making this shit up as they go along. I'm they're, just they're,
2: exhausted of th- the Patrick Mahomes talk from e- you know the ESPNs of the world. It's already exhausted me.
0: It's it's unbelievable though. I mean, how do you not talk about it? You got to celebrate. He's only outside played your six cumbersome. games.
2: I know,
1: but it's unbelievable RG three was rookie of the year, and he was it's the next unbelievable great white to watch. Hype. Yeah, and nobody's mentioned golf, and, and the, and, and the, thing and is the so undefeated Rams. So, I mean, exactly,
2: exactly. That,
1: and I, I, think that's they're that. they, as, a, as a coach, I'm loving this right now because I think it's just fueling their anger that they don't have that spot. They have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder when they should just be like letting it go to their head and getting that first one or two losses. Like golf has stepped up. This team is loaded. Well, the countdown's on till they yeah. play. It's less than a month. Well, yeah. do they the lose before Chiefs. then? I was going to ask you that. No. No? But you know
2: what I mean? And I'm still like, I, I, I get it. The Mahomes. So, they go, what Packers pissed me sense. off was this. It was this morning. So, how long ago did the Patriots just beat the Chiefs? Seven, seven eight days ago, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? So, they beat them, okay? They actually played the game against one another, and they beat them straight up on the field. This morning, Monday morning, October 22nd, seven or eight days after that game, are the Chiefs the best team in the AFC?
0: <laughs> no, of course they're not.
2: But well, if you go by record, yes. But if you go by the game they just played last week, the Patriots beat them. So, no. Like, how, how I'm sure I know
0: you want to be the best, Johnny. It's I don't okay. need to be the
2: best right now. I'm okay with it. But let's not ask stupid questions to hu- hype up our argument. Everyone's in love with Mahomes right now. I'm just going to say, let's wait and see, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, because okay, I'm, And that's about, why
0: we're, talk... we're doing this, so that we don't have to listen. Let's. I'll know, talk to the about same the same magnificence
2: same of Sean McVay, Goff, and his offense. I'd yeah. be happy to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Just because it's something else. But you, Can you, we talk
0: you, about you think... Vontaze once getting his ass handed to him? Yeah. Fucking one. week after week. <laughs> Who am I looking at? <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's It's unbelievable. Uh this the, you know, not only is this guy like the biggest scumbag on the planet, but now he's not even good at football anymore. <laughs> um, does he walk out at halftime this he season? Didn't have
2: <laughs> he didn't have a prayer in last night's game. Last night's game was oh. for the Chiefs. Their game is all about speed. You know what I mean? You surround Mahomes, that's another thing. You surround Mahomes with guys like Tyreek Hell the, the Ty- Tyreek Hill, who's a Kelsey. Speed free, cream
0: hunt, fastest was tight amazing. end. Kelsey. that I one run like, oh that Kareem God. hunt
2: last night. Holy shit! Oh my if you want to talk about cream hunt and that run he had last night, holy shit! I'll talk about that all Best day. Run of long. Season so far, that was insane. Yeah. So you got hunt, you got Tyree kill, you got Kelsey, who's the fastest tight end, and then oh, for shits and giggles, they just add Sammy Watkins in yeah. there for shits and giggles. Who's so life. their team is all about speed. So they have mismatches all over the field. So does that help Mahomes? It certainly does. But that, so that game, for perfect, had no no chance in that game whatsoever because he's slow as fuck and he's about hitting guys the wrong way. And so, him against speed, no
1: shot. All right. So, what I want to ask you with the Rams, they have Packers, following week Saints, following week Seahawks, then they get to the Chiefs. Wow. Do they roll into that undefeated, that game against the Chiefs? Is it at the Saints? It is, right? It is at Saints. That's going to be a hell of a game to watch. They might.
2: They might lose that Saints. Yeah, but that's the only hiccup they would have, Fairly in my enough.
0: opinion. All right, boys, we're getting to the end here. Uh, so, uh, final... anything about
2: that Tennessee Mike Vrabel going for two at the end of the game when he could have tied it? The London game yesterday morning. Well,
0: you like that? You like that Don't... going for the win?
1: I like it. You liked it. I liked it. I I'll, I'll still. I mean, stand they would, would have life. went to overtime afterwards. I know. I know. But, but I, they got I'm the false
2: still... start penalty or the defensive offsides penalty. Right. They put it on from the two to the one. For me, Derrick Henry, two hundred fifty pound back, jump, jump up and over. Yeah, that, but he had done shit all
1: season long. But you need one yard. On yeah, but he just says does, like. he doesn't even see he's getting off his stance. He just he seems just like he's getting. He, he just needs to jump line. up and over, up and over. I don't think he can get. I don't think there's much ups in that boy. So touchdown, scored
0: it. Martell.
2: Marvin Hall, those of you in fantasy leagues, who had Marvin Hall, which
0: is a good 0.0% of you. You already know this because it happened yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So final thoughts, we only have about a minute and a half left. Um, What are we looking forward to next week?
1: Uh, We're going to get into some NBA. We've got a couple weeks of uh, NBA uh, been in action. Uh, Already seeing some rookies that are just taking off are seeing some players who are trying to make their stamp for early MVP consideration. Um, we didn't talk spitgate. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we'll get Next, there. We'll get, to we'll
1: to get that, there. You know. Spitgate. spit-gate. <laughs> oh, Rondo's, <laughs> Rondo's such a piss- piece of shit.
0: Oh, I I liked it. I think that was a good look for basketball actually. Like, Agreed. A little little <laughs> little I don't know as a hockey guy I liked it. So definitely not looking forward to the Cowboys. Johnny, what are you looking forward to Red
2: Sox will be <laughs> up 3 games to 2. Next time, next week when we speak, next Monday night, Red Sox will be three games to two, trying to close it out. Game six on Tuesday, October 30th. 3-0, closing out the sweep.
0: Woo! Well, a it'll bold, be over. A bold, over by yeah. a bold prediction. I love it.
2: And then the Patriots will be six and two. Or no, they'll be playing that night, that Monday night. So.
0: And I'm looking forward to uh, the Steelers getting off the bye week. Lots of rest coming into uh, uh, Cleveland Browns at home. Uh, boys? Ring my bell.
2: That's another Green Mountain Sport dried up in the in the
0: bank. Yep. All right. That's episode number 1 officially, although episode number 7 uh, unofficially. Thanks a lot guys. We'll see you next week. Take care.